Hello, everybody, and welcome back to High School Not So Much Musical. Today, we are looking at part two of our conversation with Jared Arkari, who is an expert in the private investment funds market at Paul Hastings. Paul Hastings is the premier international law firm that provides innovative legal solutions to many of the world's top financial institutions and Fortune 500 companies. Throughout this episode, we speak with Mr. Arkari about the importance of financial literacy in high school, what the stock market is, how to get started with investing, and why this investing knowledge is ultimately important. To hear more about how to crack the stock market secret and get rich quick, stay tuned. We hope you enjoy. We'll get to that right after this. This is High School Not So Much a Musical, a podcast that takes you on a ride to the peaks and valleys of a high school journey. Here are your presenters, Nitin Jaladanki and Ayush Agarwal. So thank you so much for your answer. And one thing that I wanted to touch on that you talked about was this sort of simulation of a fake stock market account. And our school is lucky enough to have a DECA chapter, which for everybody listening and doesn't know is a business club. It prepares emerging leaders to kind of experience the real world. And a part of it is SMG or the stock market game. And I actually did that last year and it runs from, I would say, September to maybe early January. And because last year was our presidential election cycle, one of the things that I saw was that every time the either Trump was trailing or Biden was trailing, a state flipped or something like that, the stock market and the aftermarket predictions would react very rapidly. So I went okay. and do some more research and I found that people don't like it when there's a chance that the whole House, Senate and presidency will all be uh, dominated by either Republican or Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. And I remember reading this article from USA Today, and it basically said that under the Trump administration, corporate taxes were reduced and that uh, boosted corporate profits and that helped the lift the markets to new heights. But then under the Biden administration, there might be an increase back to 28 percent. And this caused markets to react in a different way. So I just wanted to ask you for everybody out there, just to, so you could tell everybody, there's this common phrase, buy low, sell high. So what exactly is a stock, just in the basic definitions for everybody? And what does it mean to buy a stock? And how, do, how does the knowledge of buying and selling stocks impact your future? Yeah, um, yeah. So we're we're getting really basic here, uh, which is good. Um, and it's good to hear that your school has that program. I I encourage, I encourage everyone to do that program. Um, I mean, look, I I was in high school. Like I remember thinking, you know, um, you know, I was a football player, right? Like you know, oh, like you don't need to worry about like stock stuff now. Like it doesn't matter. Just like you know, be cool and be in school. But I will say now, later on in life, like you know, the people that are doing really well from you know my high school and you know my colleagues um were the kids that were interested in that stuff right that now they have you know they have the instagram accounts full of you know nice watches nice things nice dinners and it's because you know they paid attention right and they they took that class and they you know now they you know they started investing when they were 21 you know instead of waiting till they're 27 right like that six-year difference is huge um that's building wealth really and so um i encourage everyone you know to spend the hour you know a week or whatever to take that club or do that class and just you know familiarize yourself with it um because it will pay off um, 
it will definitely pay off later on in life, if not immediately. Um, but back to your question, um, you know, what is a stock? You know, in the most basic sense, right? The stock market is um, the public's ability to buy a share of a company that is publicly listed. And so let's use the example of um, Facebook. So Facebook is a public company. Um, and back when it um, did its initial public offering, what essentially happens is Facebook will say, um, you know, hey world, um, we're Facebook. Uh, we think we're worth a billion dollars. Uh, we're gonna have a billion shares. And so each share is gonna be worth a dollar, you know, at the, at the sale date. Um, and if anyone wants to buy our shares, you know, feel free to do it. Um, and so what happens is, you know, at that billion dollar valuation, there's a billion shares. Um, I'm using very basic numbers too, by the way, you know, obviously these numbers aren't correlative to what Facebook actually did or, or does. Um, but basically there's a billion shares of Facebook that represent um, a class of stock in the company. So when you buy a share of Facebook, one of those billion shares, you're technically buying um, a piece of the company. And what you're, what you're buying is, really not you know you're not buying like an office chair of the company right you're not buying a, you know a specific piece of the company but you're taking a slice of a pie um that represents the company and what what that really means is it represents its revenues and um its income and so what you care about as an investor is when you purchase a share of facebook right you are given rights to vote on things that the company thinks is important um, based on what the board of directors thinks is important really um, you also get rights to their income and revenue so if they decide to give out a dividend which is based on income and revenue um, you will then get a slice of that income um, again that's up to the you know the board of directors and you know financial um, dependencies um, but really what you're getting you know, is, is a say you're getting a slice of the company that entitles you to the rights and other um, facets of the company. Um, that could be anything from, you know, voting on the next, um, you know, voting on whether the company does one thing or the other, or, you know, receiving dividends, um, receiving news about the company that, you know, unless you're an investor, you don't get that news. Um, and so that's what you were really doing is I'd say you're buying a very, 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 very small sliver of a company. I think that makes sense. And in terms of like basic stock no market knowledge, it's important to have because it kind of gets you um, a start to investing. Uh, because I know when I start first started like buying my first share, it was pretty difficult because it's kind of hard due to all the overwhelming information out there, especially due to like social media, all the YouTube videos about like, oh, get rich quick on the stock market, whatever. It becomes very difficult to um, kind of filter through that information, just go to the basics, understand what a stock is, understand uh, like understand like the buy low, sell high technique, etc. Um, so kind of simplifying it down very basically just doing the basic research on some of the main companies on the stock market in the in the in the status quo uh can make it really uh really simple for high schoolers um yeah and, and what i always suggest too is you know when you're looking at the stock market you know when you're first getting started you know my biggest piece of advice for younger people especially is like you know think about something you personally believe in that is worth more tomorrow than it is today and, and, and really think about that hard, right? So like, it could be anything from, you know, if you think, um, 
you know, you think electric cars are going to be worth more t tomorrow than they are today, right? Because more people are going to be driving cars. I was just reading an article today about, you know, GMC and general, um, and Ford saying that they're basically going to only make electric cars by 2035, which like, you know, is not that far away from right now. Right. And so, you know, you might say to yourself, you know, I think, um, I want to invest in electric cars or I want to invest in lithium batteries, which electric cars use, or I want to invest in silicon, which they use a lot of, or I want to invest in, you know, the window manufacturer for those cars because the windows are a special material. Um, and, and basically just come up with a thesis, right? Like think about what you use in your day-to-day -day life, look around you and say, you know, what do I think is going to be worth more tomorrow than it is today? And it could be anything, you know, it could be, you know, a watch, right? Like, you know, LVMH, um, which is Louis Vuitton, uh, Moet and Hennessy is buying up like different watch brands currently. And they're trying to drive up the price of the watches by, you know, making them look nicer, but actually are building them cheaper. Right. And so that could be a money-making thing. Um, you know, I'm looking at my desk right now, I have an LED light, right? Like, you know, it would be pretty smart probably to like invest in a company that builds LED diodes, right? Because like literally everything uses LEDs now. And so, you know, I always just tell people to like, you know, either buy, you know, an ETF that is, you know, tied to the S&P 500 or, and, you know, better to do both. Um, is to think about you know two or three theses that you have on what you think is going to be worth more tomorrow than it is today, and just buy some of those stocks because chances are you're right, right? And it, it might go down tomorrow. It might be down for two months, three months, two years, three years, but eventually, you know, the stock will prove itself or it won't and you'll lose a little money and, you know, that sucks, but, you know, at least you believed in it and you weren't just following, you know, GameStop, uh, Reddit advice, right? I, I think that stuff is not good to follow. Yeah, definitely. Like observing what goes on in your own life and seeing how uh, that might be a larger trend in other people's lives as well, kind of basic your investment decisions on that is a pretty good strategy. Um, in terms of the final question, we asked this to all our hosts or to, to all our, uh, to all the people that come on to our podcast. And it's more of a general advice question. Like high, high school is the time where you can kind of make decisions on what you want to go into, which then allows you to do like extracurricular activities and research based on that. So for people specifically uh, trying to, you know, go into the, um, the personal finance industry or trying to go into the private equity industry or trying to go into maybe Wall Street or finance, et cetera, uh, do you have any like general tips or advice on uh, for high schoolers going into those industries, what they should do right now? What should they try to do in college? What should they constantly be doing over the next few years to uh, just gain as much knowledge about the industry as possible, uh, et cetera? Yeah, definitely. I think this goes back to one of the things I was saying before, and I think I distill it down into a very simple slogan is just be curious, right? Like you learn so much by researching, by asking yourself questions and being like, I don't know the answer to that. I'm going to go Google it. Like Google is like a great resource. I mean, I know I'm sure your teachers will hate me saying that, but, um, you know, if you go down the rabbit hole of research, you will teach yourself a lot of things and then you will retain and be able to regurgitate those things when the time comes. So you might be in an interview someday 
And, um, you know, an interviewer for a bank, um, you know, let's say Charles Bank or something might ask you, you know, what do you think about the current trends of LIBOR rates? Um, which is a very, you know, general question that I wouldn't expect any high schooler to know, but, you know, it, this is, you know, post-college, you know, your first interview, maybe you're, um, you know, you're applying for an analyst position. They might ask, you know, what do you think about the current LIBOR rate issue and, you know, and, and Brexit, right? And the only way you'd have any knowledge of any of that is if you were curious enough reading something else about another topic that you then ended up on, you know, the Wikipedia page for LIBOR rates and then, you know, a research note from UBS from like three months ago that basically, you know, distills down what LIBOR rates are and why they're connected to Brexit and why that's an issue, right? You would never just learn that fact in a class. There's no class on LIBOR rates, right? And I hope there isn't. And if there is, that sounds miserable. But, um, that's how you learn those things. It's just like these little one-off like research, um, you know, research um, wormholes that you can go down where, you know, you might start at, you know, researching um, why um, lithium is such a difficult material to mine, right? And why only a couple publicly traded companies, um, you know, companies that you can buy stock in, why only a couple public publicly traded companies can actually mine lithium and make a profit on it. And then you might go down the next rabbit hole of, okay, what, you know, how, where does Tesla source most of their lithium from? You know, you can find that pretty easily. There's probably, you know, 15 articles about that. And then, you know, you can go down this art, you know, the next rabbit hole of, um, there's also a couple of companies that recycle lithium and they make a lot of money doing that because it's very hard. You know, it's hard to mine lithium and it's also hard to recycle lithium. But if you did any research on mining lithium, you'd know that A, it's very hard. B, there's not that many places to mine lithium. C, it's very expensive to do. And D, it's a non-renewable source. So like once it's out of the, the earth, it's out of the earth and you can't just grow more of it in the earth. It's not like a potato. And so, you know, based on those four facts, you might start thinking to yourself, you know, holy crap, you know, a really good investment idea might be, you know, to, um, to, per, to buy stock in a recycler. And there's only a couple of recyclers currently. And so, you know, then you might do research on like how lithium is recycled and, you know, how that works and why it's such a tough process and why only this one company is able to do it currently because, you know, they invested a billion dollars in some weird technology chemical, I don't know. Um, but again, you know, I just, I just took you down my own research wormhole um, in my own mind of, you know, from Tesla to Tesla batteries to where Tesla batteries come from to where tesla batteries go afterwards once they can't be used anymore and that's just like you know you should do that for everything because you will learn so much and you'll be able to talk about so much and you know you might be in an interview with an investment bank and you might know that they invest in lithium and you might say you know hey like you know personally i think you know investing in lithium is a great idea but like i think you know the I think the recycling aspect of it is very important. I don't think many companies are doing it right now. And they might say, wow, this kid's a genius, right? Like, you know, they're not going to make you CEO, CEO the next day, but they might think, you know, hey, he knows what he's talking about. He's clearly done some research on his own and he's curious. And I think, you know, I think at your stage and in, in your lives and careers, being curious is, is the best thing you can do. Right. Like, you know, your first job interview or your first college interview, they're not going to be asking you substantive questions. Right. They're looking for, are you curious? Are you willing to learn? And can you learn very quickly? And if you start talking about, you know, lithium and recovery and recycling during an interview, they're not going to be like, this kid's a nerd. 
right? They're going to be like, oh, wow, like he like actually is interested in stuff and he's done research and he thinks critically and he's able to form, you know, a thesis and he's able to research independently without being told to do so. And, you know, in, in any hiring manager's book or in any, you know, college advisor's book, those are all the best things they could be looking for in young talent. And so, you know, you're doing yourself a favor in multiple ways by just like doing this like process of constantly researching, looking down these rabbit holes, you know, researching things to until you're 50 degrees away from it and you don't even know where you are, kind of like how Reddit works. Um, not that I'm encouraging anyone to use Reddit, but um, that, that's exactly how it works. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, that that'd be my advice is just be curious and, you know, use that curiosity to your advantage to build your knowledge base. And, you know, you'll be shocked what you'll pull out of your hat at an interview where they bring up something and you remember that you, you know, you, you thought about this a year ago and you did a little bit of research and it brought you down this other route. And you might explain that to the person, the person might say, Hey, I did the exact same thing you did. Um, and then you guys both get a good laugh out of it and hopefully you get a job out of it. Thank you so much, Mr. Arkari. Just to sum it up for our listeners, having this financial knowledge is essential in today's world. We suggest that you look at all the different resources out there, such as the stock market game hosted by the SIFMA Foundation and the High School Investment Challenge by the Wharton Global Youth Program. The possibilities are endless with investing. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of High School Not So Much A Musical. And a big thank you to Mr. Arkari once again. That's our show for today. Now roll the credits. High School Not So Much A Musical is hosted by Ayush Agarwal and Nitin Jaladanki. Narration by Samhit Padala. Music from Louis Luang Relaxation Cafe, Tune Pocket, and Infraction. If you like the show, please recommend it to your friends and family. Thank you for listening and see you next time.